0: Welcome to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. I am so honored to be with Urs, who is live from Squamish today. I'm in Vancouver. And URS is a life guide for impact entrepreneurs and leaders. Yet I won't deny that what's really special is that I get to be a student of URS um, in 2019. We are working together and I have just adored this woman from from afar. And now I would say I'm more in, intimate and intertwined speaking with her every two weeks and thought that it would just be so appropriate to have her on the podcast. So welcome to the conversation, URS.
1: Hi, Steph. I'm so Stoked to be here and so grateful to be in
0: your corner. One of the first meetings we had with Earth, she was like, I give you 10 minutes and you'll start to cry. And so what I'm really (laughs) excited about is I hope that we're going to make it through the whole recording of this podcast and I'm not going (laughs) to (laughs) cry. It is my superpower. I, I just own it. It's beautiful. And I have no problem delivering tears for you. <laughs> well, when, when you cry, that means that you really care and we got to the heart of it. Well, and that's the best place to begin, I think with you Urs, because you do get right to the heart of it. And what I love is that it's not all, dare I say sunshine and rainbows with you and you can speak to me and to us from a place of total authenticity. You know, if we go back to 2011, when you left your last corporate job that said this was not the place for me and this was not what you know this was not how I was meant to spend my life's work and then we'll get catch up to where you are now when you can make people cry in your presence in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and something tells me you might have cried within 10 minutes of work back in the day or just been mad. But can you tell me about that turning point? It just helps land us in a in such a real spot that people that hate their job can see that there's a future.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I was Literally, Steph, what I thought was my dream job. I had studied for this career and given it my all. And while i on the outside, I was telling people how lucky I was and uh, the work I was doing. I, I could, this is the list. I had early stages of an ulcer. My hair was going gray. Uh, my relationship with my life partner was rocky. I was working 70 plus hours a week. Stopped doing all the things I loved, Uh, was living in a new city. I'd moved to Vancouver a year prior and didn't want to go home, didn't want to go to work. And I cried, I think, every single day.
0: Gosh, that says it all. Now, if you know anything about Vancouver, Vancouver is, you know, a tricky place to live in a large space. And you were sharing that you had a small one bedroom home. That you were working on how do i how do i live here in vancouver and and pay my bills after quitting this job
1: yeah so i hit you know the proverbial rock bottom story uh, i had a lot of as you know and the work that you and matt do the biggest reason why i was struggling in my job was my boss i had 100 percent bad boss trauma And at the time I was a big pleaser and perfectionist. So I didn't know how to say no. I didn't know how to honor my boundaries. I didn't know how to stand up for myself. And I just got smaller and smaller and smaller until I had no idea who I was. So after I hit that big wall and left that job, I decided that I wanted to go off on my own. That's like really risky for me because I don't call myself a risk taker, though if you look at some of the amazing journeys I've taken, you might say differently. And at the time, my husband, Cam, uh, who's an incredible human being and a really amazing photographer, was starting his photo business. So we were living in 600 square feet in East San, one bedroom and just like epitome of big S struggle
0: Yes, let's speak um, in a moment to some of the incredible adventures you have gone on. And I absolutely think you need to renovate your relationship with, with yourself, a risk taker. <laughs> um, but the reality is, you did make the leap and you took the risk and you said, I'm going out on my own. And what was iteration number one of that? Were you going to repeat what you were doing in the corporate land or did you have a different vision? Yeah, so that's exactly what I did.
1: I have a background in adult learning and development, I've trained over probably close to 20,000 hours at this point. Thank you, Malcolm Gladwell. And I was just really great at building learning, delivering learning. And so, you know, one of my former bosses was working at Arc'teryx at the time and as soon as he heard that I had left that job, he hired me instantaneously. So, I was really blessed to have had people who had seen my skill set and just hungry to have me collaborate with them. Um, and now I will say often, you know, and I've seen this with my work with entrepreneurs is that it's like, Oh my God, I got my first gig. I'm so excited. Like life's going to be good. I'm going to have money and it's going to be great. And then you realize that like that $5,000 check or $2,000 check only goes so far at the end of the month. And I went from that like high to an immediate low. And then I learned that I actually didn't, Love doing instructional design work and learning program work exclusively. It kind of tapped my tank pretty quickly.
0: Which is like a brilliant entrepreneurial story because often when we start, isn't necessarily where we end, but we have a craving to start or to do something. And so you obviously itched that and then you know you can share with us as much as you wish or not but I care so much about how you made the choices you've made to continue to evolve and change to where you are now and and it's not that material things matter however it is really special to acknowledge that you now live in Squamish which is about 45 minutes north of Vancouver and you have the most vivacious luscious garden ever and you look over the mountains and you practice yoga Bowing to one of our favorite mountains, and I just think it's so not 600 square feet in East Vancouver, (laughs) and that didn't happen overnight. And so, can you take us on that journey, Urs? Gosh, what river do I go on here? So, I've uh,
1: it's definitely a strength of mine and can be a limitation at times. I do not give up easily, I think you and I share that in Mm. common. If I see something that matters to me. I make it happen no matter how terrified I am or how empty the bank account is or how much I can't sleep. I just see it and I need to do something about it. So I learned early on because I got the opportunity to work with a coach that that I actually really love. It's going to sound so cheesy. I really love helping people. And this coach had asked me, what do I drop everything for, no matter how tired or busy or long I had been, you know, at the desk that day? And I said, when someone comes to me near tears, asking for me to support them, Mm -hmm. I literally dropped everything. And I noticed that that happened to me all the time, at least once a day that experience would arise. And then I noticed how amazing I felt after that and how quickly I was able to help them. As you said, I make people cry within 10 minutes. (laughs) And that means that you jump on the phone with me for 20. You probably had at least a mini breakthrough in that time. And why I care about that is that I truly believe that the greatest gift we can give the world is to be ourselves. Because when we are ourselves, we're able to serve the world in the way that we're here to serve. So, I just started to notice that this was the theme and I was like, Oh, what's coaching. And then I dabbled in some courses. I actually started taking on clients that randomly came to me when I had a website that was promoting me as an learning and development specialist and just really grew organically. And I would say, you know, one of the pillars of my life and I hopefully, I think you've experienced this for me is I am a high quality person. Mm. i always deliver high quality and i think very early on i developed a reputation as someone who was going to be in full service of my clients and deliver high quality and that's actually why i think my business is where it's
0: at today well i definitely concur that you are a uh, indeed a woman of high quality you are indeed a woman of. I mean, I'm grateful that our sessions are an hour long. Yet within 20 minutes, I have experienced at least three different emotions and have never left a session without a breakthrough and a lesson and homework. And my homework hasn't always been done. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so all of these things are so true. And I think there's there's almost like a compliment or a cousin to it's not only you do not give up easily, but it's how do you constantly tap into that into generating that feeling because it's not only in your expression through your vocation and your work that you're able to create this. I see it in every aspect of your life, which is so sexy and it's (laughs) the vibration is so high for you worse. And so it's like, I get you don't give up easily. And I feel like it's complemented by, by something else that's deep within your heart. I
1: think I, and this may come from, you know, years working in the service industry, Mm. I so care about other people's experiences,
0: Mm.
1: you know, like if you come on a retreat with me, there's so much love in the details that ideally you don't even see because you experience it fully. And whether you come into my house for dinner, like you are later today, Mm -hmm. there's a love, there's a, you know, I pour through a cookbook because I love cooking and I love that you enjoy the, the moment, you know, and, I really care about making memories that matter. Mm. Li- this life is pretty sacred. So how do I help people have memories that matter?
0: Mm. Let's speak about retreats because you're hosting, you you host several retreats throughout the year, but you, have, you do have a retreat coming up in the fall. Is that right?
1: I do. I'm hosting one on Bone Island, October 3rd through 6th. And this one is all about trust. Uh, so one of the biggest things that, people come to me for is, how do I trust myself? I second guess myself all the time. I make a choice and then I spend hours just ruminating this cycle of thoughts. And what I've learned is that if you're able to trust yourself, you actually get to spend your time on the things that most matter to you and ultimately results in the culmination of your legacy. No small thing, right? So uh, it's a 3-day magical adventure lots of kundalini yoga lots of sweating lots of meditating lots of coaching work and then of course time in the trees
0: amazing we'll make sure to include the link below so that you everyone can have access to the trust retreat with urs you i mean among many of the things of course that you've taught me and you shared with us just before we hit record was that there are three things that you value so much right now and that is time trust and legacy is that right
1: Yes. I, so last week I was in Toronto for a funeral and not going to get all weepy here. The first funeral I went to it when I was 12 and I probably went to five before I was 20, which was before I even went to my first wedding. So I've often had this relationship with how sacred life is. And when I think about, you know, what ultimately is life in terms of a sort of like a linear scale it's how you spend your time Mm. and that's what are you saying yes to what are you saying no to ultimately in a really simple way and then I'm like how do I spend my time and when I was working that corporate job I was kind of an asshole if I'm honest with you I was so unhappy that I was a jerk to the people that I worked with and developed definitely a jerk in my home life. I was like, what kind, what, how am I spending my time here? Because my legacy is not one that I want anyone to remember. And so now I literally spend every day thinking, how can I spend my time today so that I'm proud of the legacy at the end of it?
0: Hmm. Do you have a vision of the legacy that you'd like to leave? Well, it's gonna sound really cheesy. Uh, I really
1: want the world to be better than when I arrived in. You know, a lot of the things I care about right now are equity, anti-racism, work, uh, you know. I've been blessed, you know, that I the obstacles I've been able to overcome have not been because of my skin color. And for a lot of people that is an obstacle and I would like to be a catalyst to remove that obstacle. So. Mm-hmm there's a lot of work I've been doing on my own relationship with race and how I've shown up in the past and then how can I show up in the future? So I would love it if, you know, at my funeral, there's a bunch of people who were like, I learned how to be myself. And then I was able to create spaces so that other people could be themselves and look at all of
0: us in our wholeness. Mm, Magic. Well, I want to riff on vision because I think you've created some really cool elements of vision for the life that you want to live while you are here with us. And that's incredible. But before we go to vision, I need to come back to trust and your risk taking self, because I think that when you're taking the risks you've taken, you absolutely must be trusting yourself. And I don't want you to say that anything is cheesy anymore on this podcast. because (laughs) These adventures and your true poems are nothing short of brilliant and there's no cheese involved but come on, Urs, some of these adventures you've gone on are just properly incredible. I would say ridiculous, <laughs> the best, craziest way. And I really love crazy. I would also just like to take note that I did ask Urs if I should run a marathon. And she just looked at me and laughed and said, I've never run more than 10K. But the kicker is you've actually walked 20, 200, 200 kilometers. <laughs> is that right?
1: I did. I did a solo hike last summer uh, that was supposed to be 178 K (laughs) and I got lost a little bit. So it ended up being 200. And the whole purpose of that adventure was what choices would I make if I'm the only one who decides? And so it was all about how do I trust myself? The trip got super biological, you know, things get really simple when all you have to do every day is walk or hike. And it's, that trail was the equivalent of ascending and descending Kilimanjaro. So it was a fair amount of sweat fest going on.
0: Oh my
1: And yeah, while I didn't sleep most of the time, because it's kind of terrifying for me to sleep in a tent by myself with nobody around, (laughs) I definitely, by day three, I was tuned in, in a way I never had. And I've not doubted myself for
0: a second since that time. Really? Was there a moment on day three that occurred or something that, you know, came across you that generated that? <laughs> well, day three, the morning of day three actually results in the
1: night of day two where I had to, I chose to hike an extra, I ended up extra 5k It ended up being a 27 and a half kilometer day. And I was 1.5K away from my campsite and the blister on my heel ripped right open.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: I screamed out explosive <laughs> Uh And then I was like, looked at myself and I was like, well, get on girl. You got one and a half K to go. And I hobbled into camp, you know, did, did my things that night. And the next morning I decided that I was going to spend an hour and a half tending to my feet and move slowly. And there was not a second in that where I was thinking, oh, you have to get here today and you have to do this. It was an instantaneous, the choice is clear, I make it no fuzz, Mm. no fluffiness.
0: Mm. And 200 kilometers later, you are now living a life of no fluffiness.
1: Yes. And you know what's beautiful about this place is The choices are easy. It doesn't mean the actions are, and the choices are easy. No regrets.
0: Amazing. So cool.
1: How do you spend your days and hours? Coaching beautiful, amazing human beings like you. (laughs) And spending time with the people I love most. I'm super present with people, partly because I wish that for others. Mm. And partly because it's like, why not be with people fully, you know, be two feet in with life and uh, in my garden right now. I mean, it's mm. such a beautiful time of year
0: here on the coast. Amazing. And I, I, like I said, I wanted to touch on vision because you and your husband have created or are in the process of creating something really beautiful further up the coast on the island. What can you tell us about that?
1: Yes. So... I discovered that one of my gifts and something I really value is being able to hold space for people. So much of coaching is simply a non judgmental space where people can be and process and be in possibility around who they are.
0: Mm. And
1: I was like, where am I most alive? And that's definitely when I'm outside. Tofino is a place where I went to when my dad was dying. And then after he died, I spent a lot of time there. And so I, oh, so my, my husband is definitely a risk taker. And he found this plot of land, uh, in Euclid and I stood in this forest I was like, this is where I want to hold space. This is where I want other people to hold space. And yeah, we're building a retreat center on the island that is right now a gravel driveway with a hydro pole. <laughs> seems Same. To be more... Yeah, I'm really excited about it.
0: And when can we expect this to come to life?
1: Cabin one will be complete by the spring of 2020. Wow. And then everything else within 2028. Wow, okay, that's awesome. So it's an eight-year project. Yes, and as you know about setting 10-year visions is that they often happen
0: faster. Sooner. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Urs. Um, is there anything else about your work that we should know?
1: I feel like the when you find your purpose, and if you don't know your purpose, please take time to discover what that is because mm. you tune into that and then you can align all your choices your action your time into actualizing that purpose mm. uh, so less about me and more about just an offering to anyone who's listening right now
0: i love it amazing Ers, we f- we close every podcast here with one question it's our favorite question and that is what is currently making your heart beat faster Lake swimming, a hundred percent. I went for a
1: dip today and yesterday, and I like to go at least five times a week through the summer before my day <laughs> starts.
0: <laughs> I love it. Five times a week, you dip in a lake, and you dip in a lake nearby.
1: I do. There is one in particular that you can usually find me at at like seven, seven thirty in the morning, where I. do my meditation and then I dip and swim and frolic and then I come home and start my day wow and are you in a wetsuit is it cold it is I was just there this morning and I was in the water for like 15
0: minutes in a swimsuit gosh so that's like an ice bath for people that aren't here right now (laughs) it's cold yes (laughs) and so perfect so perfect oh perfect so perfect Well, Urs, thank you for your time. We will make sure that we include lots of show notes below with links so that people can find you and follow you and dig into your retreats and your juiciness. And uh, I am just so grateful that you have gone through the journey you have for the last eight years to create the work you are doing in the world. And I can't wait until we celebrate the breaking of new cabins because that will be the next eight-year vision. Surely comes to life faster than that. Thank you so much for having me, my friend.